Hey guys, and welcome back to Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Do you like our little theme tune at the start? Do you? I like it. Uh, it's, it's been a part of the show for 49 episodes, but it could be uh, coming to an end soon. That's the theme tune, by the way, not the show. The show is going strong, stronger every day. We are loving it. We hope you're loving it too. Yep, we've got a new theme tune coming very soon. Um, I will uh, hopefully be able to share that with you soon, guys. A nice, nice, nice little song to start the show off. Uh, something jolly and merry and not freaky at all. Hmm. <laughs> we shall see. Guys, I hope you're all well. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Tommy Cullum. We have got a great show for you today. We've got Tim Moon on the show and we have an awesome conversation. Before we get into today's episode, have you had any paranormal experiences? If so, we would love to hear it. Get in touch with us. Email us at Let's Get Freaky Podcast at outlook.com that's let's get freaky podcast at outlook.com we're also on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and more at tc let's get freaky podcast okay let's get on with today's show let's get into it let's get freaky (laughs) okay guys i am super excited to welcome our next guest to let's get freaky we have got tim moon today how are you sir i'm great how are you I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, no problem. It's a pleasure. Thanks. What part of the U.S. are you in right now? Uh, Texas. Oh, cool. In the Austin, Texas area. Awesome. Cool stuff. So you're you're a writer. Can you? Uh, tell- yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a writer, um, but I also am a teacher and administrator. So. Um, and I write part time on the side. Awesome. So, I know you're into your your cryptozoology. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's into. always been. That's a lifetime interest for me. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> so I just can't get enough. You think I'd get tired of it, but I still love listening. I've listened to thousands of stories, and yeah. I still I still love listening to them. So it's just amazing. But yes, Amen. so that's why I, I do am. this because I love it. I love hearing. Yeah people's experiences what people yeah. people's thoughts on it what, what their opinions are on it I, I find it all fascinating very fast very interesting a lot of different angles that it just sometimes your brain just gets wrapped up in it and you don't even know what to think. yeah <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> so where, where did it all start for you where did your your love of the cryptozoology start well when i was a kid um, I remember seeing the the movie um, Creature from Boggy Creek. I believe that's what it's called. Um, and it really struck me. It 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 made it really got me thinking, and it just never left. And I wondered about it a lot. And uh, then in the last maybe fifteen years or so, I started looking into it more and. Then I found out my brother had a a pretty amazing encounter. So, and then I finally, I, I went from thinking you should shoot one, so at least we'd have one, um, to the point of saying, I don't really care if we ever prove it. I'm, you know, we don't need to shoot one. You know, I would shoot one if it was endangering me or something, but yeah. why otherwise? Why yeah. otherwise? And People won't believe it anyway. <laughs> They'll 100%. find a reason not to believe That's it. The thing. So yeah. why waste your time on on shooting one? And so now I just think I just think it's a cool mystery. I believe it. I don't care what anybody else thinks. And and I think you almost have to put your head in the ground to to not see that there's got to be some fire with all this smoke. Hundred percent. Who knows what? what it is who knows what the fire is yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> but uh for sure i have ideas but but to say there's no fire to have people on different continents with different language and different religions from different ethnic groups all over the world report the same thing and then say that there's nothing to it come on give me a break in australia on an island yeah right yeah, so, yeah, there's just it's it's not very likely that that could happen without being some fire. <laughs> and so 
So I don't, but that's all right. I can't, I can, you can't reason if people don't want to know. And I don't, and they're reasonable, reasonable people for the most part. But for some reason, when it comes to this, it doesn't, it doesn't register. So I've stopped trying, but I do like the subject. And I thought maybe through fiction, I could grab people a little better because they, they tend to be more, um, people just generally tend to be more influenced by stories than by facts. Yeah. So that's kind of my little hope that I could use a book like this to maybe draw more people or additional people to the subject and in a way that might be more influential or more persuasive. A lot of your books around cryptids and, and things like that. No, it's only this is the first novel I've done. Ah, okay. And the only other stuff I've written is nonfiction. It's often professional type stuff, like teacher stuff. So it's not really have much of an appeal to the a wider audience. So okay, cool. So in in your your new book is that is that Bigfoot related or? Yeah, it's the called it's called Tomato Fields, and oh. it takes place. It's a little bit inspired by my brother's encounter um from the standpoint that the story takes off in the same area where he lives now although it happened 30 years ago um actually right that would be more all close to 50 50 years ago that's terrible (laughs) yeah 50 i'm sorry but uh and it's just a story about a, a small town sheriff who gets caught up in this mysterious mysterious animal killing other animals and then realizing it could be a threat to humans and then trying to get rid of it in the whole process learning a lot of things that he never thought were true or 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 possible and the whole all the few people in the town that are involved in it they all get changed and pulled into directions they didn't want to be pulled in and and uh, even in the end when they finally uh resolve their issue there's still no closure (laughs) and it just it leaves it i try to open the door for people have a lot of different views on this like you know there's paranormal views there's alien views there's flesh and blood type views and then they, they tend to be exclusive and so i wanted to write it in a way that anybody with any of those views could fit into it a little bit but nobody could fit in all the way because <laughs> yeah. i like the mystery i like the mystery and i don't know what they're doing i don't know what how to solve it i can only guess so why would anybody else and so that's kind of what i was hoping for with it and i think i've gotten some of that the reviews have been fairly good so oh. um but it's still there's a lot of competition to sell books out there so not making a ton of money but but i'm i'm learning a lot and yeah. and maybe down the road i can turn it into something more of an income we'll see yeah man well i'm i'm definitely going to check it out for sure and i'll I, share the links to where people can find your book on oh, the description cuz okay. uh, it sounds interesting to me man because as you so you said your brother's had an experience. Could we could we talk a little bit about that? I'm happy to. Um, he he lives in Mason County, Washington, and he um, uh, w- bought the property about 1994. and he bought property there because it, it had a house and then had some lots up above the house that he could build on, and he's a contractor, so he. He um, bought the property and he was in Seattle working most of the time and then drove in, drove, stayed there on the weekends at his house. And uh, he went out at dusk, you know, just before it was getting dark to get to do some work on his trailer. He was working on the lights on the back of his trailer and he smelled something really musky and putrid. And he couldn't figure out what thought maybe it was a dead animal or something. So he started looking around and he looked up at the light pole just up above his house. 
uh, about uh, 75 yards maybe up above um, uh, his house, which would, what was 75 yards would be about, what, 300 feet maybe. maybe. And uh, he, uh, there, this animal stepped out of the woods and and stood next to the light pole that was put up there that connects the wires on the on the elect, electric lights that run all over the county and it just it was enormous and it saw him and they both their eyes met and it 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 was about 8 feet tall we measured it has to have been about 8 feet tall cuz there's a little clip on the pole that goes up that is about 10 feet high and he was coming in just underneath that. And he said, I went up and stood there and he said it was about three times wider than me. And I'm six foot two, 220. So, but the width is what was the most scary thing to him. He was scared to death. And then it screamed at him the way that they scream. I mean, and you've probably heard that on, on videos yeah. and he said it was super loud and he it it just vibrated him on the inside and he freaked he thought he was going to get killed he thought he was going to die <laughs> and he ran to his house which is right there parked by his trailer and he went in and grabbed his shotgun and closed the door and looked back out uh and to see he thought he would see him coming toward the house and but but he looked at him and then the animal finished screaming at him and then turned and walked back into the woods where he had come. And there was one other time where he smelled him and heard him, but he didn't see him. And then that's it. There hasn't been any other things that he's, that he's seen on that property. And, but for me, that that's a pretty significant encounter to know somebody who had an encounter like that. And I never knew, I wouldn't have known unless I asked him. And I only asked him because I think we were in a hotel. Um, uh, we were visiting my uncle and helping him out with something. And so we were at the hotel and and finding Bigfoot came on. So I just asked him, hey, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever seen? And then he tells the story to me. Wow. So I was, I was pretty encouraged. And I'd been thinking for a while to do do something with fiction. And I've always been fascinated with this subject and all the little nuances and turns. So I thought, well, let's just try it. And I kind of used him as inspiration. And I wrote his house is the address in the book. Oh, wow. (laughs) Of the lady who's one of the main characters. So I just used the same area and wrote it from there. But I wrote it from 50 years ago. What an so, incredible experience your brother had. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. He's had a few incredible experiences. Yeah. Not, I mean, he's had a UFO one that was pretty hairy, too. Okay. Was that in the same location? or? Yeah, it's the same location. It, it, it flew up out of the water, out of the, oh, wow. out of the, uh, they call it the, the uh, Hood Canal. It's a canal in the Puget Sound, connecting the Puget Sound. And it, Apparently, it flew right out of the water and went over their heads, heading up toward toward the straight up into the atmosphere. And the reason he knew it had come out of the water is because it dropped salt water on them <laughs> as, wow, it, as it flew over their head and some seaweed. He said, and and it was big enough that he could see the shadow go past the house. It blocked the sun a little bit, and um. I just think that's bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. um, And him and his buddies were finishing up work and having a beer. And all of a sudden that happened and they all looked at each other, couldn't figure out what that was. But it had to have been a UFO of some kind. Yeah. Wow. He saw he had he had that experience. I've had one UFO experience when uh, I was. at a concert with some friends about 40 years ago. And I, we looked up in the air and uh, there was a, a triangular shaped object that was just a little lighter than the sky. 
it was a grayish and the sky was black. There was no lights on it. It didn't look like it was lit at all. Wow. And we watched it. We watched it stay in the same general area, but move in geometric type lines and move back and forth in that area. Like we don't know why. And it was probably as high as maybe a maybe an airplane that's gonna in between being at its full height and being at getting ready to land, kind of a medium height. Yeah. Although we can I can only guess. We can only guess how high it is because we don't know how big it was. Wow. But it it moved around and it it just kept moving in lines, in geometric forms and shapes. Uh and it in the same area, we watched for 10 minutes at least, and we were going, what is this? And none of us could figure it out. No one heard anything about triangle stuff back then. Yeah. And we finally just got in the car and left because we didn't know what to do. And it wasn't, it would just kept doing the same thing over and over. There was nothing. But then after we started seeing the government say that there was these flying saucers and some of them were triangles. Um, I called my friend who was with me at the time uh, with her mother and her sister. And I asked her, do you remember that? The, and she, she remembered it completely. And it was really unusual. It was hard to forget, but we have no idea what it was. Yeah. And don't know if it saw us. There was other people in the parking lot, so it wouldn't have been looking at just us. Yeah. And, uh, and don't know what happened to it. We couldn't, we couldn't just stand there all night and watch it, but it was pretty cool. That is cool, man. Have you seen any videos or anything similar to it since that? Yeah. But the ones I've seen have lights on. Okay. And, um, I saw, I was talking to somebody, um, couple of days ago and he had a picture on his wall and it was a black blue sky with a, a black triangular object that he's and he that looked like it that's the first thing i've seen in 30 years 40 years that looked like it and i just thought it was so unusual that he just happened to have a picture like that on the on the wall so but the ones i see that are lit up are lit up so it's not the same kind of thing. Now I've heard that um, that there are cloaking devices, and that they don't completely hide the object, but they lighten. They make them very light, or they make it hard to see. I'm wondering if this was something that was cloaked. Um, if those do exist, I'm only hearing speculation on it, so I'm not sure. That's an incredible experience, though, man. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I would love to see it again. Yeah. And I've only, I've never seen anything that I can say for sure is unidentified other than that. Yeah. But I look, I look up in the sky a lot to see if I can see something. Just, I'm just fascinated. Again, I'm just fascinated by things like this. Amen. And, and I think that the more we learn about the immensity of the universe, that we live in, the greater the likelihood that this is not something from our planet and that we've probably been visited for a long time. <laughs> and yeah. and life, the way we know it, has probably existed in the universe for a long time, a lot longer than 6,000 years. And I'm now we're seeing a lot of a lot of evidence that civilizations lived before the one we know now that started in Mesopotamia, if it did. And I think they're just, it's getting harder and harder to support stuff like that. Yeah. And even though it's what they teach it's in all the textbooks. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's harder and harder to support. I don't, I think Egypt, those, those pyramids have been around a lot longer than 10,000 years. Um, there's a pyramid. I don't know if you're aware of it, but there is a pyramid in one of the Great Lakes in the U.S. underwater. And to my knowledge, the Great Lakes were were filled when the glaciers melted. 
and I think that was about twelve thousand years ago. I could I could be wrong on the exact date. I'm not a, a, a scientist, so but if that's the case, that thing already existed before the water covered it up. Yeah, think think about that. So, and I know they find. Um, they find ruins off the coast of Japan. They find ruins off the coast of, in the Mediterranean, off Spain. There's ruins that it's just pretty hard to explain. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. In the normal time frame that we that we provide. Yeah. So, I uh, think we need to expand our vision. <laughs> yeah. Of reality. Hundred percent, man. And I just so, you know, I'm I'm just can't get enough of the stuff. I want. My brother and I sit here and watch UFO shows over yeah. and over. <laughs> I'm the, I'm on the same. On, on YouTube, Netflix. Yeah. If I'm yeah. not talking to people like yourself, I'm listening to other podcasts, I'm watching yeah. shows on TV, YouTube. I love it, man. So I'm with you. <laughs> Reading books, all sorts. Because especially with the pyramids, they're not just in Egypt. They're all around the world, aren't they, these pyramids? Well, yeah, they are. So, they are. Even in Scotland, there's a pyramid. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And there's, I just found out recently, you know, what are the, what are the things that you have there in, in Great Britain that, what, what do they call them? They stand up the, the stone, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Stonehenge, yeah, I'm about yeah. an hour away from there. Yeah, there's something like that uh, over here. I just heard about it. Now I'm forgetting what, but they found something recently that has similar to Stonehenge. In yeah. another in another country, and I'm thinking, how do they do that? How yeah. did you know, this was all over the and and these um, the Indian groups, the Mayans, and the had similar monuments, the pyramids in in Central America. They're not exactly like the ones in Egypt, uh, but they're still very similar. And just like, how does how does that all ha- happen i don't i don't think it's it's explainable by the explanations that are provided today and it surprises me in that case too how easily people just go over that yeah 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 100 percent. oh interesting let's go have lunch yeah and yeah yeah. wait a minute this this (laughs) is true this changes everything i mean your whole life changes everything and okay well What's in the news? <laughs> yeah. So, do you think that's, that's what hard. some people are scared of? Because some people just don't like change, and some people don't like um, the unknown. Some people they want to live in that safe bubble, which I understand. I get it. Some people like that, but it's, well, well, I want to know. I, <laughs> I want to know more. I want to know more. I mean, yeah. I want to travel. I want to know all about this stuff. I feel limited by being here. <laughs> stuck by being stuck but as you here. say, there, there's these things and it's everywhere, all around the world. There's old artifacts that can't be explained. How, how they got there, why they're there. Doesn't fit the time period that it should have been. It um, doesn't. Where I am at the moment, and my, my opinion can change every day, <laughs> but where I am at the moment is I feel like we – uh, in in the past, have got so far with technology, and then we've perhaps destroyed ourselves, come back, <laughs> destroyed ourselves, which you can sort of see with the way the world is at the moment. That we probably could destroy ourselves. Well, I I think that we've we might be giving ourselves too much credit because if you look at how the geography moves and the tectonic plates and how those move and what asteroids can do, you know, it's possible that civilizations have just been decimated by the movement of the earth. And I saw a video on that the other day that, that sometimes it can happen very fast and it just destroys everything on the planet, except for a few people who then rebuild and, and, but are, but are, uh, uh, forced into being basically dark ages (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I'm just wondering if that's happened more than once, that yeah, kind I mean, of cataclysmic disaster. And that explains why there's ruins off the coast of Japan under the water or 
those kind of things would happen in that event. And, and it would be so fast and there'd be nothing we could do about it. And probably most of our existing buildings would be turned to rubble uh, or go underwater somewhere and not be found again for 300, 400, 500 years, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's possible that it could have happened in previous eras. Yeah, it makes so, a lot of sense that it could have happened. because. But, but I don't know. I, I like it's this, just like everything. But I think Bigfoot, or whatever you call these things, could, I think it's a small microcosm of something much bigger. Okay. And when we know the much bigger, we'll know the Bigfoot. And then we'll go, ah, that... That explains it. It will make sense. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make sense, but it won't be because now we understand Bigfoot or we've caught one or we put them in the zoo or the museum. It'll be because we figured out something much bigger, a bigger part of the microcosm. It's a microcosm of a macrocosm, in, in my opinion. And that's why it could be anything, but it might have alien implications. It might be that they're not, that they're not, um, they're not from here. And the reason I wonder that is because of what they do, the way they move. The way they move doesn't correspond with our physical laws. Yeah. And people who see them are shocked because of how they moved, how fast they move, or how high they jumped, or how, how strangely they looked when they moved, how it wasn't like a gorilla or anything. And it makes me wonder if they were displaced somehow and that their their evolution or development as a species developed on a planet that had stricter gravity or or limitations that forced them to be really strong. And, and then they got moved here somehow. And it, they're just like Superman they're without, krypto, without kryptonite. And they just can do things that we blows our minds yeah. and i wonder about that i don't know again i'm just guessing but something doesn't fit something doesn't fit something about what they do how they how they can hide how we only see them when they make a mistake probably yeah yeah or when they're desperate or they're you know they it's just it's very strange something just doesn't fit right yeah and so that makes me think things like that. Yeah, man. I mean, these creatures, they're obviously super intelligent. They're smart. They And I think they have skills that we don't have. It's You know how there's a different kinds of intelligence? There's I've heard that we have an intelligence that's based on conceptual intelligence, but that they have an intelligence that's based on strategic intelligence. And I also think that they do communicate with silently. Uh, they they communicate to us and they communicate with each other silently. So they have a psychic sense about them that we can't understand. And I'm wondering also if we didn't used to be that way too, but then with tools yeah. and fire and other things that we learned to depend on in life, that we lost some of those abilities or at least we're just not as good at them as we used to be but anyway but there's just makes you think about a lot yeah. of stuff i love it that's what it's all about i mean that that could explain why as we get senses that sometimes we can't explain like when some when you get that feeling that someone's watching you I yeah. mean, that's that's yeah. a supernatural sense really you know that's that, um, that is there it's a I'm sense not, that we have i think and have lost and women have it more than men and they had to have it more than men, if you think about evolution and everything, because they were more vulnerable. They yeah. didn't have as much time. to. They had to know quickly who was going to harm them and then get away. And they didn't have time to wonder, well, if this really true or am I just imagining this? <laughs> it was just yeah. so I think that men depended more on their their physical strength and and. And so they lost. We're not as good at that. But that's just a, a guess, a thought I had. But women are much more sensitive to it than men. 
When when your brother saw the when he had his Sasquatch encounter, did he did he could he explain like exactly what it looked like? Did he get a sense yeah, that it, it was, was more ape or man or? It was eight feet, and he. I'm only sharing what I've heard him say, so it's not like he'd be telling you now. But um, it says his eyes were black, and he knew he was looking at him. He knew they were eye to eye, and it was it had dark hair black hair and it was hair from the head to the foot and um and it's and it's just massive shoulders and and uh hands you know down to the knee you know below the knees basic stuff yeah um i suppose if no one if someone sees something like that for the first time the only place they could put it was gorilla uh, but if you look at it enough, it's not really. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think he'd think it was a gorilla. He he thought it was a monster, and it scared scared him really bad. And he, he it growled at him, and he he, he knew about it. <laughs> he screamed at him, and I'm sure that when they scream, they make you afraid of them. It's a there's also that psychic like uh, they're projecting fear. Yeah, and and I'm sure that it that's part of what makes us want to run, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and panic. It's but 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 the stream probably helps too. <laughs> we yeah. he think he thinks now there was a stream down below him, and he thinks it was it was probably going to get some water, and it saw him there, and he wasn't usually there, so it got pissed off. And, and, but they never come. And it's funny that they don't attack more people. And, and I'm not saying they don't, but you, when they attack people, they probably don't live to talk about it. Yeah. But the ones that do live to talk about it, there's often, they're not aggressive. They scream or yell or make noise, but they're, they don't actually try to harm you. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is fascinating too. It's just, just amazing because they could easily harm us. Yeah. And they often don't when they're fully capable of it and they could do it without anybody knowing. Yeah. So I don't know why. Yeah, often <laughs> it's, it, it's a warning often, isn't it? People get a warning. I think it's often. It's a warning. Yeah. And just please leave now. Go away. Yeah, man. But But, but to warn you, they have to tell you they're there. So anyway, what if you never know they're there, then maybe you're still bugging them. Maybe you're still in their way or you're preventing them from hunting or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, as you said, if you, if you catch them and, and they've just say that they've made a mistake for a second and they've let you see them, I don't know, and then they're just letting you know, look, don't come, don't come over here. Yep. Or time to leave now. Yeah, this so, is my space. So, <laughs> pretty yeah, interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I often, like one of my dreams, I always say it on the show, I would love to see a Bigfoot. That is like one of my dreams. But I can imagine it is, I, I joke about it, but I can imagine it is terrifying at the same time. I would like to also. I can't deny that. Um, but I also know enough to to realize that you would be in some danger if you saw them in the wrong circumstance and the chances are great. It would be in the wrong circumstance. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But it's still very, even Joe says half of him would like to see it again. And then, but the other half doesn't want to. Yeah. So, and that says a lot about how scary that must've been. Yeah. I, He's legitimately scared. He he never wanted to talk to anybody about. It. He doesn't go camping anymore. He won't go just to. He goes out shooting when he's very well armed, um, but he won't go camping and doesn't want to be around. Just doesn't want to take chances. Yeah. So you said it wasn't something that he spoke about. It was literally you was by off the chance you saw. Um, you saw. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. And he's mentioned he's never told anybody till he told me. And that was 
that would have been 20 years, 20, 25 years after it happened. Wow. So he kept so that in the he, may told, he may have told his girlfriend, but I mean, he just didn't talk about it. So, yeah. so it really surprised me because I never talked to him about it. We just, so when, when he said that, I challenged him a little bit on it because I wanted to make sure. And he got pissed at me because he thought I was, he thought I thought he was lying. And I said, I don't think you're lying. I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, you, what you saw and how the circumstances it occurred in. And so then he felt better, but he was on alert to be laughed at as over sensitive because, and that's why he just didn't tell people about it because he doesn't want to be laughed at. Yeah. Well, I've got him opened up a little bit now, though, so he goes and talks to people. If you're ever interested, he he would probably be yeah, open right. to talk to you if you can work out it, because he's Pacific Coast time. Yeah, that's cool. And you're Great Britain, so it's yeah. different. Well, I, 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 have this, I work on American time now. I don't live in oh, you American do? time anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm up all for the night talking to people, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I can talk to anyone anytime. So that'd be cool, man. So, do you have more than one podcast that you do, or at the moment just the one podcast? But I'm talking to people most nights, and okay. uh, yeah, we're doing two shows a week at the moment. So keeps me busy. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. But well, yeah, I'll I'll tell him I talk to you, and and uh, if you can accommodate his time schedule, it it helps him. Because yeah. he works eight to five, and he's a construction worker. Weekends work best for him. So, yeah, but, and I'd love to have him on and talk to him. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. well, I'll talk to him. Maybe we could both come on so I could help. Yeah, he's not a big. Cool. He could build a house from the ground up, but he doesn't use his computer very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I I usually help him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You can both come back. That'd be awesome, man. But he can do he can do most of the talking. You'll you'll like him. Awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll sort that out soon. Um, I I'll have to talk to him. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I'll tell him we spoke. And is there if you maybe send me a couple of dates in May that would work for you, then I'll should share that with him. Okay. Cool, yeah, for sure. Awesome. His time his time is is um for what works good for him is like noon on a on a Saturday or a Sunday. That's perfect. That's perfect. Which is two o'clock my time, and and that way his whole day doesn't he doesn't lose the whole day. He just yeah yeah. So any, I I always that, say any time that's good for the guest is good for me. Okay. Any time. Okay. Well, okay. That's great. So that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. So have you have you had any experiences where you've been out and you think you possibly could have been? In the area of, of a Bigfoot, or have you ever had any? One, one time, one time he and I went out to some a logging road off just off the one of the highways in the area where he lives, uh, which is the area where the book was written. And we just went out looking around, and we went on a a, a, a logging road. Just off the road, I'm talking, you could walk across the highway on, and the, it spans two sides of a logging road. And then uh, we uh, found a tree that had been broken about 12 feet up, like just broken. And we looked and just didn't seem to why that would be broken there. And then we found some tracks with some pretty long strides. And they were, it was a, the ground wasn't too wet, so they weren't really deep tracks, but they were scratched, they scratched the surface of the, and it was every five feet or so. And, and, and it just matched a large animal if they were going to do that. And we saw how they came in from the game trails onto the, the log, logging road. And then we found some scat, uh, but it looked it didn't it looked like it could either be human or an uh, or an animal like this. And my brother at first thought it was just uh, some 
people squatters who are illegally and you know we have illegal stuff going on here and there so but then the more I thought about it, there was just too many. There was a lot of little things that pointed in that direction. And then it turned out it's a deer crossing. So the, they know the deer cross there. Well, that's where they would be. And and that marker could be a marker that just marked the tree being broken. It was 12 feet in the air. I could send you pictures because I took pictures yeah, of it. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I got to go in and find them, but I can post them on the Instagram, if you like, and yeah, they, they, uh, we, it just seems like there was something to it. If I had to guess, I would guess it was, but if I had to use it to prove scientific proof of my beliefs, I wouldn't do it. It's one of those things. You just, but again, there was just a lot of things that if I hadn't known what to look for because I've been studying this and learning about this, we wouldn't have noticed it. We wouldn't even have occurred to us. Yeah. But once I saw that broken branch, I started thinking, wait, something's not right about that. And then we started looking around and I started finding more. And I think, I think these things are often there when we don't know, but yeah, people just don't know what to look for. So that's just kind of how I, I read it. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's what I think. They're obviously super intelligent, and they can outsmart us in in most ways, especially in, in their environment. But we've got no chance. In their environment, you don't have a chance. Yeah, unless, unless they want you to. I I suppose a really good hunter, and I've only known really only one who I thought might be good enough to do that might get close but i think it actually takes multiple really good hunters combined together in a team to really have an to really find one and i think only the military has been able to do that and i believe they've done it often um so not sure why (laughs) i think they're covering it up i'm not sure why i think it's it's probably my guess is that it's again that it's a microcosm of something that's much bigger that they don't want us to know. I don't know why. Yeah, that's interesting, man. <laughs> even, even Great Britain, they cover up the UFO thing. I mean, yeah. it's it, I don't understand why, yeah. um, but but I'm pretty sure they do. They've they've studied it a lot there. Yeah, and. I've heard some stories from people who were in the Secret Service there and did stuff for for UFO oh, research. Yeah, in England, in England, or I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but no, not at um, all, man. No, Scotland is everything. Great Britain. Um, yeah. So Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales, or UK, or UK. UK. What's the best way I can say that that doesn't offend anybody? No, the, the UK, Britain, that's fine. That's fine. Is that if, good? If people get offended by that, that's their problem. <laughs> well, I just don't want – I know Scott, Scots feel like they're separate from yeah, England. I think the Irish do too. Yeah. Uh, oh, you get that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, so I don't want to <laughs> – Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I don't want to be the ugly American. So. Yeah, no, not at all, man. No, I mean, obviously we okay. say – like I say, I'm from England – Scotland, Scottish person will say Scottish from Scotland, but we're okay. all we're all in the UK. We're all we're all neighbours, you know. Cool. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Want to make sure. But it's interesting, man. Could you could you share some of the stories you've heard with the? What did you say? The secret secret services. Oh, I can only vaguely share. I've heard. I don't remember names. I just heard of um, someone who was saying they were in the secret service. They were not. Whatever the military arm of it is for 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 Great Britain, I yeah over here they would be um, I don't even think it'd be it would have to be Air Force over here. So whatever that wing is for y'all over there, yeah. Um, and they he just shared about um, the, I think what he the reason it came to my mind was he was talking about things that they knew but they weren't telling anybody. And about things that clearly move too fast and did things that just can't be explained uh, by using purely modern me- me- mechanics. Uh, 
but that it wasn't being told. And I think he was coming from that angle. And the rest of it just kind of melds together in my mind uh, in terms of with other stories. So, yeah, uh, I think I was focusing most on the fact that he couldn't understand why we keep they keep covering it up. Yeah. They're opening up a little now, but yeah, given especially over here, I don't know if they're doing that over there, but over here they're starting to open up and give us things, and it almost makes me think they're trying to cover something up. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just don't trust them anymore. Yeah, they're I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. They've yeah. been too dishonored for too 100%. long. It's suddenly now they're starting to come clean. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred so percent. Maybe. Man. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just I'll believe. And then they say they shoot; they're shooting down UFOs. Really? I mean, that's that's just that's ridiculous. They're not shooting down UFOs unless the UFOs are drunk. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. they're flying flying under the influence because we don't have anything that could shoot those down. I mean, they know that's just ridiculous. And then yeah. three of them, three of them, and one. I mean, I'm starting to think people are not, some of these, the things that politicians are doing that are just stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, we laugh now. They're starting to laugh now at the government. We just don't even take it seriously yeah. anymore. Hundred percent, man. And uh, that's that's we're all feeling like that. Like everyone I talk to is saying the same thing. So for sure. They're, they're, <laughs> It is crazy at the moment. You t- I've stopped watching the news. I don't even watch the news anymore. I don't watch it. I haven't watched it for a long time. Yeah. I I, I read some. I listen to things on YouTube and other places, but I won't watch a broad yeah. news broadcast again. No. Because so. as you said, it is just, you can't trust what you're hearing. You can't trust what you're seeing on the telly now. And you probably never could, but it's just the last couple of years, you really can't. It- and it's yeah, obvious. <laughs> I, I I agree with you. It's all narrative. So, hundred percent, man. So we're we're on the same page there. But I think the cool thing is, I think people like yourself are just going out and talking to people and doing podcasts. I mean, to me, the media now is not big networks anymore. In fact, a lot of them, no one listens to anymore. Yeah. They they talk, but no one's hearing anymore because it does the narrative doesn't affect the population. It doesn't change the polling. Yeah, it's the little guys like yourself and others who are out there sharing what's going on in the world, and we're all connected like that. And there's nothing that they can do to stop that. Yeah, yeah. it's like a lot of. So I think that's cool. I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. But that's why I like that's why I like doing this show, talking to people like yourself. We're obviously in the UK and you're in the US, but we're very similar. We've got similar opinions, uh, similar experiences. So it's it's really cool, man. Do you guys I know there's not a huge amount of Bigfoot activity there, but do you you have a lot of hauntings and other things that are yeah, a lot of hauntings. really cool. What the do Bigfoot, you like? There? Yeah, we got a lot of like I've seen personally, I've seen ghosts and strange things, UFOs. Um, the Bigfoot thing is sort of more people are coming out that they're having experiences, similar experiences. So that really? is something that is, yeah, yeah, there is people like your brother, people, some people don't like talking about it because um, of ridicule, you know, especially in the UK. If you say you've seen a Bigfoot, a lot of people are going to say no, you know, but yeah, there are a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people that have had experiences, especially in Scotland and, 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 and yeah. It's something that is growing in the UK, for sure. Cool. So well, tell me, I always thought it'd be fun to go to one of those haunted castles. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stay there and see what it yeah. was like. That would be it's, scary. It's funny because as we're recording this, my uh-huh. brother is in Scotland, and he is uh-huh. staying in a in a. It is definitely a haunted castle. It's sixteenth century. And he, he, I think he's been there for a night as we're recording this, and he said, I would love it. <laughs> and it is oh, it was freaking wow. him out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. You guys should go there and do a show. Yeah, that's what I said to him. I said, we got. I, I want to come down, man. <laughs> I said, cool. if you see anything, record it. Send it to me. 
That's great. Yeah, they they got there. Him and his brother-in-law got there, and they they got there late at night. And this castle, it's a cool little castle, and they could hear this weird noise like straight away. <laughs> and they're recording wow. it on their phones. They send they send it to me. So wow. yeah, it's interesting, man. There is a lot of there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history in the US. There's a lot of history everywhere, but. Yeah, not as good as y'all have. <laughs> you got a lot older buildings there. We got a lot of old buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually in a pub. It's literally just down the road, ten minutes down the road, and that was that. There's parts of that pub still standing that was built in the 16th century as well. Yeah, which I just find amazing. Like I find that amazing. My wife is is from Hungary. Oh, okay, and I visited Hungary and. The f- when I, I mean, we went to this town outside of Budapest and we're walking around and I'm looking around and these buildings are 15, 16 centuries, some of them maybe even further. Yeah. I mean, in, in America, you're just not used to standing next to something that's 800 years old. It just doesn't happen. And, um, but there, there's a real gravity of history that you just don't realize. I know that's the way it is in England too. Yeah. Um, but we just don't have over here. Um, so it is very interesting. I, I I love to to be in old places. Yeah, man. I feel like a lot of the lot of these places as well. Like I've literally got a castle down the road called Corfe Castle. And when you're there, that was 16th century as well, I think. Might have been earlier. But um you do get a feeling like there's there's an energy there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Like you do feel like you can feel the history sort of. It is, it is great when you when you go to a. Like I've been to locations that are known to be haunted or you know haunting, and you can you can feel it. Like is a, I, I can't explain it, but there is like I, I, I believe that we had a, a kind of a ghost in our house when we were kids. Oh wow! We lived in a, a house that was probably built in the 1930s uh, in Seattle area, and. We had multiple experiences with this thing. It was almost became part of the family. And uh, I know Joe saw it a couple of times. I heard it a couple of times in the kitchen playing with pots and pans. We saw things uh, float off the mantle and drop to the ground and break. Um, My mom uh, finally went we 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 she did a Ouija board what what's with um, some other family members I remember watching it I'm not endorsing that I would I would encourage people not to do it okay so but I was a kid I had no control over it and we didn't know anything about it at the time so they did it and they connected with something that said a name and of of a of a child and said they died young at the house and so she went down to the city and checked into it and she says she found um record of someone dying in the house a child dying at the house now she's no longer alive so i can't really confirm some of that with her and i didn't she died suddenly and i didn't have never thought that i would need to get that information so but that's what she told us and so we just basically Felt that that was a ghost there and it lived in the house. It wasn't malevolent. It didn't cause us any problems. Uh, it made some noise here and there. and But we kind of accepted it. And and when we left that house, when we were a little older, it nothing happened afterwards. It didn't, like, follow us or anything like that. So it was – but it was very interesting. And it opened us up at a young age to mysteries that – Maybe some people never experience. So, did you say your brother so, saw that? You, your brother saw the ghost. Yeah, he, he he saw them uh, a couple of times. He saw them, uh, but just a couple. We lived there a long time. It wasn't all the time. Or and yeah. but the biggest thing was that things messes would be made in the kitchen. And and the one time I heard him, he, he was messing with stuff and pots and pans in the kitchen. And I don't, to this day, I don't know why I didn't go look. I may have been a little scared. 
but I wasn't scared enough to, you know, run upstairs or close my door. I still was interested in listening, uh, but I didn't go look. But I knew everyone else was asleep, so it wasn't anybody else. And I, I knew what it was, but I was only eight, seven or eight. So I, maybe I was just a little scared, Yeah, but it was very interesting though. There's a lot of interesting things. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't blame you for being scared because I think I would be too. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what I would do today, but I don't have, it's been a long time since I had an experience like that. So. Did you have any more experiences after leaving that house at all or any other ghostly experiences or anything like that? No, I don't know how religious you are um, or, but I've had, I think I've had an experience with a demonic type experience. Okay. So I don't know if that's interesting to you or not. Yeah, but if you wouldn't mind sharing it. I don't mind sharing it. It involved another brother who has since passed away who was a type one diabetic and didn't take the best care of himself. And, um, but he, um, occasionally diabetics go into, uh, their, their blood sugar gets low and they look a little bit like they've been drinking a lot, uh, but they're not. And, and sometimes they get into accidents in cars because their blood sugar has gone low. And initially the police or the people involved think they'd been drinking, but it's really just that their blood sugar went low. And in this one case, I was with him and his blood sugar went low. So I was trying to get him some to drink some soda or to to eat a candy bar or something. I was trying to get his blood sugar back up so he would be more conscious, but he was just standing there and he was looking down and every once in a while he would look up at me and and look in my eyes and it just said I had a sense about it being evil. Uh, and I thought, no, this is crazy. And in, in a Christian setting, when that happens, there's a way to deal with it by calling on the name of Jesus. And I just felt struck that I needed to do that. But his girlfriend was in the other room and it was kind of embarrassing to suddenly be dealing with this out of nowhere with no expectation at all. But then finally he looked up at me one more time and it was just evil <laughs> looking back at me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave. And he he looked up at me and said, he does not belong to you. <laughs> and I said, so I just looked back and I said, I just kept repeating it because I knew it had nothing to do with me. It was, it was, and I just kept saying in the name of Jesus. And eventually after a few times, he relaxed, and then he looked up and said, what's what's going on? <laughs> and I'm saying, are you kidding me? Yeah. And so at the time, I didn't say anything to him right then. I just helped him like I normally would when he would come out of a coma. We called it a coma, whatever. I'm not sure if that's what they would technically call it, but it was low blood sugar. And I got him back, so he was feeling okay. And and then the next day when I had him alone and his girlfriend wasn't there, I told him what happened and encouraged him to to think about that, what would have caused something like that. But I think he probably dismissed it. And so we never talked about it again. And so that's, it may have been coincidental, but it, Sure didn't feel like it. It yeah. felt like I was in a horror movie. Yeah, man. And, uh, and um, there's been one other instance where someone said they were possessed, and I was with a group who was dealing with that, but I don't think they were. I think it was just emotionalism, and they were trying to get attention. You can tell. You can tell when it's real. Yeah. And so you shouldn't go looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> So you could just see it in in your brother's eyes. It's in the eyes. It wasn't your brother. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. And some of that, if when you're, I think if you're 
blood sugar goes low enough times, it may just be something that can enter in and then go out again. It may not be because he was doing something evil and exposing himself. Diabetes is enough <laughs> to, to possibly be exposed because if you lose your consciousness, you might be open to other consciousness. Other, yeah. and, then, and then it, but it left and he rest was restored. So I don't draw a lot of grand conclusions about what caused that. Some people might be tempted to do that, but I just know it looked at me and it seemed evil. And then it left when I when I talked to it the way I did. Or spoke to it the way I did. So it's just another unusual experience that, that made a big impression on me. Yeah. I do know evil is real. <laughs> yeah, for sure. People can pretend that it's not, but I'm telling you, it's real. I don't know all the the aspects of it or I can put some things together but not all of it i don't understand it all but it's real and and humans need to realize that i think to live healthy lives <laughs> yeah yeah for sure you just can't ignore stuff like that so 100 percent, man thank you for sharing that man and i had another experience where i was in a coffee shop and i overheard these girls talking about having played with a ouija board and and then all these things started happening in their houses. Pictures started falling down and things started falling off the mantle and pictures started fall, turning sideways. And they were just freaked out. They were scared to death. They didn't know what to do. And I, I just briefly said, first, get that thing out of your house and then start using the Lord's Prayer because you're dealing with things that you're not equipped to deal with. And... Mm -hmm. I don't know if they listened. <laughs> I, I really don't know what happened after that, but but I think those things really are dangerous. The, the yeah. they people think it's a game, but they really are dangerous, and you, you should be super careful if you use them at all. I won't even play with them. I won't have them in my house. No, no for sure. I'm, I'm I, I don't mess with things like that. I think you're just asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. You're inviting yeah. things in that you, you don't want to deal with, for sure. It's just, uh, if you know about it, you don't want to deal with it. If you don't want to, don't know about it, you especially don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yes. So, I I just think that's that's very true. So, yeah, man. Anyway, that's, you've probably tapped me out of unusual <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate yeah. you coming on and sharing that, man. Yeah, I, like I said, I my pleasure. I enjoy this. So I we hope that uh, maybe, maybe a few people will, will like the book. So Yeah, do and, you want to tell, uh, us, tell, tell the audience where they can get your book? Yeah, just Amazon. Just go to Amazon and look up Tomato Fields. Um, my name is Tim Moon. You can write those in. It'll come right up just like it sounds. It's like the moon in the sky. So, and I, um, I'll drop you. I think you have the link, right, to the book, or yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll drop you my contact information, uh, my email and phone number, or whatever you need. So, awesome, and then if you could post that, then that'd be great. I'm happy to have people get a hold of me. I just like to talk to people, so don't feel like you're bothering me. Okay, so awesome. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll talk to Joe and then get back to you on Instagram about if you give me a few dates in May, we'll awesome. we'll get something set up. Okay. Cool, man. Thank you very much. Any Thanks, any time so. in May will be great. I'd, I'd love to talk to you guys. That'd be okay. Great. Well, it was very nice meeting you. And you too, uh, sir. And I uh, hope you have a great evening. Thank and, you very uh, much. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Hundred percent. Thank you, bye -bye. sir. Well, that's the show, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Thank you so much to Tim. We will be back very soon for more Freaky Conversations for episode 50, which is the next episode if you listen to the show in order. Um, episode 50 does feel like 
a beautiful milestone that I'm very proud of. Um, 50 episodes in, I'm loving it, and we're only just getting started, baby. If you've had any paranormal experiences, remember, get in touch. Email us at letsgetfreakypodcast at outlook.com or we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and more at TC Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Guys, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Please share it if you can, and I will be back very soon for more freaky conversations. See you there. Stay safe, and remember, keep it freaky.